0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Christelle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves.
0: We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Susan! Hey. Hi, Chriselle. Hi, Susan. Hello. I How's am there? so
2: excited to see you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we I feel like we see each other a lot more these days yep. and it's such a good... I, I mean, and I love that because I love seeing faces now because, you know, I feel like before the pandemic, we like really didn't appreciate seeing people in person as much. And so now every time I'm like, oh, I see people in person. I'm like, oh, I love you. I love you so much. I missed you. (laughs) I know.
0: It's a blessing just to be able to like be in person and speak to you and see your beautiful face. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, I was saying in our intro before you came in how you and I go way, way back. Yeah. Can we talk about the first time we met?
2: Yeah. Do you remember the first time we met? It was at some
0: dinner. Was it for for, Estee Lauder? Was it for Estee Lauder? It was for
2: Estee Lauder, the Estee Edit. Oh, yes. Wait, what did you think was our first time meeting? I thought it was like at some… At the Hugh dinner? Dinner, yes. I feel like that's when you and I actually like had a real conversation. Mm Because you know, like… In, like, the influencer content creator world, you kind of meet each other at events and, and passing, stuff. yeah. Yeah, but you don't necessarily have, like, a connection. Mm-hmm, so I feel mm-hmm. like we met at the Estee Edit dinner, and that was in New York City, which is so funny. Like, you can kind of, like, meet each other in, in completely different cities. So we met in New York City, but I feel like we didn't really talk to each other no. that much. We were just like, hey, you know. Nice, nice to meet Hi, you. Hi, nice yeah. to meet you, you know. And then we were, I remember, we were at the Hugh dinner. And the reason this is fresh on my mind is because I literally just had dinner with Justin Anderson. Ah. And so we were talking about that dinner and I said, oh yeah, and Chriselle was there. So it's like actually like all coming together.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. And that was what like eight years ago. It was definitely a while ago. Yeah. Did you
2: have babies yet? You did. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't either. It was three babies.
0: So Yeah. yeah, it was probably at least eight plus years ago. Yeah. Well, here we are together. We're going to be talking about all things parenting mm-hmm. and also skincare towards the end. Yep. You're going to give us some really good skincare tips for us busy mamas. Yep. But before we dive into all of that fun stuff, can you talk a little bit about your background, how you got started, and then also? how the shift has been after becoming a parent. And then we'll kind of go from there.
2: Yeah. So I got started in traditional media. So I wanted to be a broadcast news reporter. One of my uh, favorite people ever was a Suchin Park was on MTV. She kind of like, I remember seeing her when I was in college and seeing her on MTV on camera. And I was like, oh my gosh, she kind of like set the tone that, you know, like we could be on camera too and be the host, you know, like that kind of thing. And I remember being like, that's what I want to do. I want to be on TV and I want to be a news reporter and I want to like, you know, represent and, you know, just all of that. So I went into broadcast journalism. I started off in broadcast news. I was a news reporter in New York City. Wow. And I hated it. (laughs) I hated the job. So I went into the publication world and I started at Forbes, uh, Forbes Forbes.com, which was really like a new concept at the time, believe it or not, like Oh, this magazine's gonna take everything online, you know? Yeah. And they wanted to start video. And that kind of like kick-started my career in the digital world, in uh, in the dot com world. And so I went on to work at, you know, like People magazine, people.com for five years. I went to Pop Sugar and to New Beauty Magazine and started all of their, you know, digital space. And then I at one point I was like, you know, I think I can do this myself. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I think I can be a content creator and you know, like, start creating my own like mini media company. And so that was about, you know, like probably like eight, nine years ago. And so I went and I started doing that. And then, you know, being, becoming a mom, pregnancy specifically really shifted how I looked at my content and what I was talking about when it came to beauty, because I focused on beauty and I was focused on like, you know, just I wasn't really focused on one aspect of beauty. I was really just, you know, talking about everything, all all the beauty trends and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when I became pregnant and I started to experience different skincare issues, you know, especially with like the hormonal change, changes and everything, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to focus on skincare. I'd already start talking about like cosmetic treatments and uh, what was okay. available out there. Because, you know, like before that, everyone online seemed a little bit younger and, you know, they were focused on, you know, like, and like and this makeup. Is, you remember these yeah. Days, right? Yeah. Like,
1: like the fancy makeups or like the costume yeah, makeups, yeah. yeah.
2: But there was no one really talking about, you know, and I was in my early 30s. So I was kind of like, you know, where are the people talking about things like cosmetic procedures? And, you know, I was like, I want to get Botox. And <laughs> yeah. I want to see what I can do to stop my wrinkles from forming. Yeah. So I started talking about that stuff. And then I start to really focus on skincare because it all starts to just kind of click for me mm. and make a lot more sense. So that's that's kind of like an abbreviated version of how I got started.
0: And then now, obviously, you have Natarium, which uh-huh. is a big part of your life now. Oh, and my God. Takes up all my time. I mean, it's so incredible that you could do so many things. But let's start off with children because yes. I feel like everyone knows Susan Yara as the beauty guru. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about how it was raising multicultural children because mm-hmm. I know that you are half Korean, mm-hmm. half Mexican, right? Yep and then your husband's indian?
2: Yep. See, I got it right. You did get I it right. Yeah. Got it Proud right. of you.
1: Yes. Yeah. I we weren't like, we weren't sure when we, weren't we were first talking about, sure. it. I mean,
2: those are a lot of different cultures to yeah. have to pin down, right? Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: how was that like? Like do you guys have specific rules for each parent to like speak a certain language or how do you incorporate culture in your day to day into your parenting styles.
2: You know, so I think I, you know, when I when I think about just like my life as a whole first, mm-hmm. right? Like as a multicultural person myself and being raised that way, you know, there's a lot of like these are the things that I loved about my upbringing and these are the things that I hated about my upbringing. You know, so like for me. Um, First off, I actually saw it as like a curse that I was multicultural as I as a child. Well, they right? made us
1: believe that it wasn't uh, like yeah. desirable, yeah, right? Exactly. Really? Like I, I mean, I would yes. get teased all
2: the time. Like I went to a, a, like almost predominantly like Latino. I mean, for a long time, yeah. you
1: couldn't marry like
2: yeah, like between races. Oh, yeah. mom, no, you just I mean, couldn't. Mom, Your mom's you a Korean. She's said, right? Korean. Mm-hmm. She married from a from a Mexican guy. Yeah, Wait, is she
1: Korean, born she, and raised in Korea, yeah, she or Korean was American? In Seoul. Oh,
2: like she grew up. Okay. in Seoul. wow. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine that? You and know, how like, did
1: she meet him? Yeah. Like, why is he, is he? in Korea or is she in Mexico or so, no, didn't so meet he, here?
2: So my dad was in the military. That's like the easiest way to. Kind <laughs> oh, of like I see that makes sense. My dad was sense. in yeah. the military. My mom had, you know, like my mom came from like a, you know, like a, like a fairly wealthy family and. Her, her dad already kind of knew who he wanted her to marry and stuff. Oh, and okay. she had been like in such a strict household. Like she said, she went to school or like, had, like participated in so many activities, like seven days a week. Like her, you know, like everything was just planned out for her all the time. And at one point she was just like, ah, like, I just want one moment of freedom, you know, like <laughs> one moment to just like, what? and so she asked her mom if she could just go to the United States And just like spend the summer with one of her girlfriends who had married a man in the military and just like spend, you know, like a little bit of time. And then she'd come back and happily marry this guy that her like dad was interested in her marrying and all this stuff. So she hung out with with uh, her friend and met my dad, and then came back <laughs> to I Korea. Love the story <laughs> so much. I love. Where your is mom? the movie? Yeah, where is the movie version? She is hilarious. So she went back to Korea, pregnant with me, and didn't know it. Stop. And um, you know, you can imagine, like all shit hit the fan. Like the she scandal. was in so much trouble. Oh like, my so much uh-huh. trouble. you want to have this baby? have the baby and get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, <laughs> go and come get me later. You know, like, I don't even want to be here either. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's not because of, you know, like Korea. Yeah. They did, it's, they still, they love being Korean. And they love Korea. But I think at that time, especially, you know, like, there was such a, you know, like, the... the It's very
1: oppressive yeah. and very strict kind of culture. Yes, yeah. Especially for
2: women. Especially yeah. back then, you know. It still is,
1: to be yeah. honest. Yeah.
2: yeah. And so, my mom tried to come back out here and find my dad. She actually spent like a, almost a year looking for my dad because we wait, wait, wait. don't have internet Oh, they then. weren't actually connected. No, they, weren't dating. And, yeah. they were <laughs> just hooking up for the summer, you know? <laughs> like she, girl summer. <laughs> yeah. She had a oh, my she Susan Yara. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so she actually had me in Chris. I was Krista, born in born Seoul, there. and mm-hmm. then we moved here when I was just, just like a few months old.
1: I have to tell you about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it super easy and affordable to frame your favorite things, from art pins and posters to travel photos sitting on your phone. With Father's Day around the corner, FrameBridge also makes the perfect gift. In fact, select gift ships next day. Here's how it works. Just go to framebridge.com, upload your photo, or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in the physical piece. Preview your item online in dozens of frames and styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. So instead of hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, the prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, Boomo listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com. When using our code BUMO, B U M O, order online at framebridge.com or stop at framebridge store to work with a designer in person if you're in New York, DC, Atlanta, Philly, Boston, or Chicago. I just ordered two frames for Father's Day and I think my husband will really love them. So get started today, frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. So get started today, frame your photos, or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code BUMO to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code BUMO, framebridge.com, promo code BUMO. We have been KiwiCo subscribers for about five years. Our good friends gave my son a box for his birthday five years ago. KiwiCo is awesome for so many reasons. One, they have super cool hands-on projects designed to spark curiosity and inspire your creativity. Two, consistency, which I think is the most important piece of their whole model is the consistency of having a STEM project delivered to your house every month cultivates your child's natural creativity and curiosity. The box comes with all of the materials they need to complete the project, and it comes with age-appropriate instructions. It has lots of drawings so the kids can do most of the project alone. The materials are very high quality. These are real engineering science and art projects for children. I have tried to do artsy things for my kids, It's fine, but this is not the same. These are amazing. Number three, the materials are very high quality. These are real engineering science and art projects for children. So they get to spend time building the project and then they have a toy at the end of it. It's fantastic. So instead of going to the store and buying them a toy that's already built, they can be a part of building the toy. For example, this past Memorial Day weekend, we had a three-day weekend. We were hanging out at home and my daughter reached out for the KiwiCo box and made a kaleidoscope. She opened her box, read the instructions, organized her materials because she does that and did the project. And when she finished the project, she felt so proud and accomplished and she showed it off to her brother and to dad and to me. And then she had a toy to play with for the rest of the afternoon. I mean, for me, it's just as wholesome as it gets. As a parent, it can be hard to find creative ways to keep our kids busy and challenged. And trust me, I have tried. It's also overwhelming to go into the internet and try to find these art projects for them and find the materials. It's just too much. And it can be hard to find creative ways to keep our kids busy and challenged. As a parent, it's hard to find creative ways to keep our kids busy and challenged. It's also overwhelming to go into the internet and try to find these art projects, which I have done, and then go and try to find all the materials, which I've also tried to do, and it's just too time consuming, and I just don't wanna do it anymore, and KiwiCo does the legwork for you. And these are not simple DIY projects. My son built a mechanical robot that eats coins. So, if you have an older kid like I do, he's 11, check out their Tinker Crate line. It's STEM for kids ages 9 through 14. Absolutely, check out KiwiCo. You can get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any Crate line with the code BUMO. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com. promo code BUMO.
0: So your mom was a single mom raising a single you. single mom raising mm. me.
2: Yeah. So so where did you guys first come when you came to Texas, the States? Because okay. my dad was in the military. So she kind of was like, we need to go find him in the military base. You know, like…
1: No, no, no. We need the movie version. Yeah. <laughs> we, need,
2: we, we need your mom's life in right? a movie. Yeah. <gasps> so eventually she ended up finding him. They actually ran into each other at a party. And you know, like, my mind is blown right now. (laughs) She was like, there's no internet, but they found each other in Texas. Well, I mean, they like had those like mutual Mutual friends and all that kind of stuff, right? So she was, she knew she was going to eventually run into him probably, right? And or at least she was hoping. And she saw him and she basically like just let it, she was like, I had a baby. It's your baby. (laughs) Like, you need to do something about this or I'm going back. I hate it here. I barely speak English. Like, you know, she was like, I need, I need help. Like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. I'm going to go back to Korea. I, that's I amazing. Need to meet your mom, yeah, your mom sounds amazing. amazing. She's hilarious. Like, just she
0: she goes for what she wants. Yes. <sighs> I love that. And I could see where you get her from. Yeah. Now. She's right.
2: Like she really is and she's like a she's got a lot of personality and she just she's just kind of like the life of the party, you know? And mm. I think as soon as she like she like fully embraced my dad's culture. So like mm. she's like a Mexican Korean woman, you know? Mm. Like she speaks English with like a Mexican Korean accent. It's really funny. It's, it's mean, really awesome. Love we that. need to yeah.
0: be friends. Yeah, yeah, we need to be friends with your mom. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, she's great.
2: Uh, <laughs> next time, next time. Oh, please bring her. her
0: <laughs> Wait, we should have her as our next podcast. Okay. Oh my
2: God, lo- you'll love her. Oh, you'll really? Would she come her. on and speak? Oh, She'd be like, why? Why do you want me on? That's how she saying.
1: <laughs> but then she'll be like ready yeah, to go. But she'll
2: be ready. Oh, yeah. She'll have so much to
0: tell you. So oh, going God. to raising your kids, mm-hmm. this blend of Korean, Mexican, Indian. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned earlier, it was tough in the beginning, right? Or Well,
2: no, no, no. So for me, it was tough growing up. Oh, you? Know, you like, okay. It's kind of amazing to see how things have changed yeah. nowadays, right? I mean, I still think that there are, you know, like you run into like issues here and there Mm -hmm. with being multicultural. But, you know, like for me, I always knew my kids were going to be multicultural because I am already, right? right? So I was very equal opportunity in who I was dating. And like, (laughs) just kind of like, you know, let's just go for it and keep going with this, you know, adding on the culture. Yeah.
1: And like your values are different when you're looking for a partner. You're not so worried about having to marry a Korean man that doesn't, play a huge part. You're just finding somebody that makes you happy or like, yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Exactly. And so I was always very interested in just adding, you know, like as an adult, I looked back on my childhood and I was like, you know, actually this, it was great to grow up multicultural because I had these rich experiences, good and bad, you know, where I learned so much about, you know, just being that mixed kid and like learning about each of the different cultures Mm -hmm. I came from. But also, being kind of more in the middle and getting a bigger perspective of the world and how people are and everything. Yeah. So, you know, now having children, you know, I made sure to like really talk this out with my husband, you know, and even with his parents and vice versa with our parent, yeah, my parents.
1: Because Indian families and are actually very strict when it comes yes. to who you marry, actually. Yes,
2: they are very strict. And you know, what's funny is I remember I was I had just met my husband Arun's mom. And so my dad called me and he's like, how did it go? And I was like, great. You know, I was worried she wasn't going to like me because I'm not Indian. And I heard my dad kind of like got quiet and goes, oh, what a... And he's like, it's so weird to think that somebody might not like you because you're not part of their culture. And he's like, I, like it gave him so much perspective, you know, mm. he was like, "Wow, oh, it's just, almost
1: like reversed. He yeah. Means. yeah. Like he
2: was actually thinking the opposite, mm. you know, like they must, they're going to like love you, you know, yeah. cause he's, you know, he's my dad. He like thinks I'm awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm like, well, she could have gone a whole different way, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, we've just really kept that in mind. You know, our, my parents are Catholic. I grew up in a Catholic house and uh, my husband Arun grew up in a Hindu household. Right. So they, you know, like are both religious on both family sides. Mm. And we were kind of like, you know what, instead of telling our kids what religion to be, we're going to let them participate in all of it to just kind of decide for themselves what they want to be. In Mm. our own household, we're very, I would say we're kind of like agnostic. We're very, Mm. and and it kind of helps that, we're not helped, but it's, it's kind of inspired from, you know, seeing how you can be raised really well with two different kinds of religions as well. Mm. Right. Like, so It kind of turns you into more of like, a okay, I think we believe in God, but maybe not specific religion. You know,
0: I love kind of like this open ended way of raising kids. It's Mm -hmm. like you show them the different options and then you kind of allow them to choose whether it's religion, whether it's like, you know, cultural, like who you want to identify with your friends, like whatever that is, because I think we're all so used to having our parents tell Mm -hmm. us what to do, right? Like
1: what is right, what is wrong. But really, we are giving them more of a buffet and they can figure out for themselves, see what they like and what fits them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that also my sometimes it might be hard at least for me I'm just like okay I'm gonna give you the options oh you're gonna choose that are you sure
1: <laughs> well like, in the buffet you serve the dishes yeah, so you know true. what is being served <laughs> <laughs> I never I didn't say like it's like a warehouse
0: of like yeah. whatever whatever you yes. want you yeah. know
1: what you put in the buffet line yeah.
0: so who like how do you guys maintain the culture within your house look like, since there's so many different yeah cultures. do you
1: celebrate Yes, okay, both
0: cultures sure. and both, you know yeah. what
2: I think? Really, well, all three cultures really, because yeah, American culture. Yeah, yeah, and that's true too. Yeah. so we, you know, I think for us, holidays are a big one, and also food, right? Like mm. food is always very rich in culture. Yeah. And so we've always just made sure to have, you know, like every week we have very different, you know, kinds of dinners, right? We can have Korean food one night and then Indian food another night and then Mexican food another night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's we're just kind of like making sure that our kids are around that kind of you know food is really one of the biggest things for me as far as like culture goes but then also holidays right yeah. making sure that they're celebrating all the different holidays that yeah. come into our lives
1: but if you do ask your kids like what are you or like you know we have to fill out forms or whatever what do they mark off
2: you know so this actually has become a topic recently cuz my son is 5 mm-hmm. and i feel like at this stage in he's about to go into elementary but in preschool they've been exploring the different countries, right? Mm -hmm. And so Korea came up as one country. And I was like, did you know you're Korean? He was like, no. (laughs) I'm like, you are. You're you're Korean. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I have to explain it to him more so like, you know, like grandma is Korean, right? And he's like, oh. And so when they explored India, I was like, Nana and Tata, they're Indian. And he's Mm -hmm. like, oh. So then my mother-in-law, for instance, then came into class and she wore her sari and, she brought, like, treats for the kids and read them a book about, you know, the different things that they celebrate mm. and stuff. So, you know, just kind of, they're starting to realize. They they didn't realize before, but now they're starting to realize that there's, you know, like, they are they have a history jobs. and
1: they have yeah. a rich history.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: that's yeah. wonderful. Because I think when you're really little, like, probably toddler, you're just like, oh, we're all the same. Yeah. Right? Like, we're all kids. We're all just playing together. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all the same race or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Right? yeah.
2: Well, you're not really thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, you don't Unless, unless no. it's like actually told to you, you're not really noticing it. Yeah. You know? So my kids are
0: half Korean, half Taiwanese. Yeah. So because, you know, pre-separation, they were really super in touch with just their Taiwanese side because the grandparents um, we're, would, were very active in their lives. And they don't speak any english so and i was totally fine with that because i was like okay if there's one language you should learn it's probably mandarin so it's fine like let's just go for it and so they are so well spoken in mandarin and that culture they know all the foods but then now that i'm separated i realize that they don't know anything about korean culture Mm -hmm. right because i allowed their dad's side to kind of take over for their second language Mm -hmm. and their second culture so now I'm like really honing in on, no, you're Korean too. <laughs> you are Korean. You know, being Korean really cool right <laughs> it's now. Too, real, it's hot right now. You know. BTS and Blackpink, yeah. yeah. they're Korean. I actually have this conversation every morning because they want me to play BTS and Blackpink on the way to school. I'm like, you know, they're Korean. They're like, <laughs> mom. You see this know. every single day. And <laughs> I'm well,
1: like,
2: yeah, it's yes. cool to be Korean.
1: Yes. Well, it is. always has been cool, but I'm yes. glad the world cut off.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're the trendsetters. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. mean, <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are, are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's it's funny that now I am so much more hyper like focused and active on trying to get the girls to learn Korean. So they do the Boomo brain class in Korean. So they they're learning the language, because I really suck in Korean. But then also with like food, they're eating a lot more Korean food, and so I think it's really important to mm-hmm. expose them to kind of everything.
2: Yeah, that wider array. I mean, and and that's going to benefit them when they're older, right? Yeah. Like they're yeah. going to be able to identify with so many more people as mm-hmm. well, right? And I, when I again, when I look back on my childhood, I used to be so ashamed of you know like being different, right? Yeah. And, and now I'm like, oh wait, you know, especially as a content creator, you know, like there are so many different people who I connect with. Like this morning I was at the gym and a girl walked up to me and she's like, I love your skincare brand. I've switched over. And, you know, our, my personal trainer was like, like, oh, that's interesting. And she goes, it's a Korean thing. It's <laughs> a Korean thing. We like connect on a Korean level, right? Like, But then I can meet somebody and they're Latino and they're like, oh, we, we connect on that level. And you know what I mean? So it's yeah. just, you just realize like you you have just so much more it's just it's you're, you're like rich with like culture and diversity and yeah. empathy and, and way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, that's I so think, true. I, I think culture really allows kids to re- realize that they live in such a big world yes. and there's mm-hmm. so much to learn. And it's like that's why for me, when the kids get a little older, I want to. My dream is to take them to like Korea for an entire summer. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and just do camps out there yeah. or whatever. We should get that would be super fun. It. That I would be that. amazing. Yeah. Soochin's actually trying to plan something okay. with her friend.
1: Okay. To Korea?
0: Yeah. Okay. To Korea. Okay.
1: Doing like this whole camp thing. Yeah. yeah. So. And it's really well set up. They are very mom friendly in they Korea. They are. So mom friendly. Yes. Yeah. I
2: noticed that. I, actually before the pandemic, I took my son by myself to uh, Seoul and I was so surprised. By like how kid friendly it was out there, it was like such a welcome uh, experience <laughs> as a parent to be out there. Wait, with you your went kids. by yourself? Yeah, I went to my my grandpa was kind of getting sick; he was getting older, uh-huh. and so we were like, okay, we need to go. I mean, I met my mom. I met up with my mom okay. and my sisters there, but we live in different states, oh, so I, I had see. to fly by myself. Yep. Yeah. And how old was your son then? He was like eighteen months old. Oh, <gasps> oh you know, he was baby, small. he was small. It's actually probably the best time to travel. With I know. Them, oh, right before so right the walking, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, they're like, walking well, by then. Yeah, yeah. He no, was walking, walking by, by uh, and everything. Sorry. It was easy though, because I did like an overnight flight, and mm. you know he just kind of slept and stuff. So, so yeah. you do take the kids to to Korea? Not necessarily. No. And, you know, hearing you say that you're now trying to be like, okay, I'm going to remind my daughters that they're Korean. And you know, I think, I wish my mom would have done that a little bit more because when she, With you? yeah, uh-huh. because when she moved out here, she really embraced my dad's culture. Right. Mm. And moved to New Mexico, which um, is a state that's like predominantly Latino and just kind of like absorbed that culture. And I think it, at first for her, it was fun, right? Like yeah. it's interesting and fun to, you know, like experience this new culture and everything. But then as I got older, I realized I knew very little about my own culture besides having, you know, my... When he was with me. Mm-hmm. You know, she lived with us for a long time. So I think that's why I also connect like on a... With yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Same. But she, you know, like she was really like the only part of my Korean experience. Yeah. Oh. Because my mom wouldn't go back because she was so mad at her dad. Her dad kind of was... It wasn't like a good experience, you yeah. know, when she yeah. decided to have me and then move to the United States and marry my dad. Mm. And so... You know, I think like for her she really kind of tried to ignore her Korean side, but now that I'm an adult, I almost feel like I'm trying to find who I am as a Korean, right? Yeah. So, I you know, so I think it's important to make sure that your kids know both sides of them. Yeah, I agree. How
0: about you? Because you're you're kind of even though you're full Korean blood, you were raised in Yes. I'm in keeping Guatemala.
2: the lineage. Yes. <laughs>
1: You're like the rare one. Yeah. <laughs> how, I didn't. I didn't get the it? memo on that one. <laughs> but
0: you grew up in in Guatemala. Well, I was
1: born in Spain, grew up in Guatemala. Yeah. So I have a lot of Latin in me too. Like yeah. even when I first came to UCLA, I would mostly hang out with the Latin clubs at school, mm-hmm. and people were like, "You're in the wrong club." And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, no, know. I'm not. i belong yeah. here. This is. These
0: are so, my people."
1: Yeah, I agree with everything you're you're saying, Susan. Because for me. My experience being multicultural before it was a thing, to be honest, has always benefited me. Like when I'm here, I can connect my Korean culture, which actually my parents were very, they took a lot of pride in making sure that we understood our culture Mm -hmm. and like knew the mannerisms and all of that. And then, and our history. And then I went to an American school in Guatemala. So I understood the American culture. And then I lived in Guatemala where I understood more of their culture. So for me, it's very easy to go in and out of different cultures. And that has benefited me in so many ways.
2: How how did you guys end up in Guatemala? Yeah. (laughs) Koreans in Guatemala, like you don't hear about this too often.
1: There's not. I mean, we. my parents moved, I want to say in the early 90s. So we are like the second, they're part of the second generation of that exited Korea. Okay. First was in the 60s, kind of right after the war. And then a little bit later in the 80s and 90s. So that's part of my parents. Um, And they... My dad wanted to be a classical guitar player. So he moved to Spain. So he already spoke English. So when he needed to find a place to settle down with his family, he was looking for a Spanish speaking country and he picked Guatemala because it was close enough to the States where we'll eventually make it to the States. Um, So that was part of like his thinking. But my parents are missionaries. Okay. So they moved to Guatemala with the church.
2: Got it. Mm -hmm. But you know, I feel like people don't realize this about Koreans, but I think that we, we have like a lot of flavor. Like we actually like, Go well with Latinos, yeah. Like I agree. Really My sister's well. married to a uh, Guatemalan guy. Really? Yeah. It, see, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and like they it are, are of, like, so goes. happy. To, yeah, do they you guys like, know
0: any Latinos for me? <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. Oh,
2: you oh, since was, like, you're I, asking. Every, like a minute, I found out that Chriselle was single. Oh. I was like, oh, we need you to find a man for all of us. Like we need <laughs> to, like you need to do this for us. Like go find the hot man. <laughs> for <laughs> for all sure. the married women that feel like we just want to see somebody go and like, have some fun. I mean, I. I'm having
0: fun, but you guys can help on the the guy department. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. Sure I there think she are so would do many
2: so
1: many... well with Latin men. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Are... Even
0: just for fun. Even just for fun. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. We should do another episode on um dating. Just like and we just
1: bring some men and see. How, I know. Do like a speed <gasps> dating episode. <laughs> we really should. It would be. so. So
2: much no, fun. Really but funny. we would interview them for you. Yes. Like you Like oh, we would okay.
1: interview and decide. And do round the first yes. round. It's like the bachelorette. But like speedish. Speed. Speedier. Speed-ish, speedier. And
2: we decide. Like, like, you know what? We think this one would because, be good for you. Because we
1: know you yep. better, sometimes more than yourself in certain mm. things. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then and again, even if it's just for fun. Okay. Even <laughs> it's
0: just like your mom, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, which turned into her life well, okay, <laughs> yes. well maybe
2: not no, I,
0: no more kids guys no I more have kids. my kids I'm all good in the
2: kids department <laughs> I yeah, am God. too I'm so done having kids yes. Yeah, as too. much as I love it I also am done yeah. okay
0: I'm gonna kind of switch topics now because we're talking about kids and I know recent, not recently, maybe within the past year or two, you decided that you're not going to show your kids anymore on social media.
1: Yeah, that's And yeah. I remember
0: seeing that shift and not that you were a mommy blogger, not that you were constantly uploading your kids, but at least once a week, I would see your family like up on your Instagram or yep. on your YouTube page or whatever. Yep. So what was, why one, why did you stop? Mm-hmm. And two, what was that transition like?
2: Okay. So, well, first off I show my kids, but it's like very surface level now, right? Like it's like, oh, we went and got ice cream and like, Mm -hmm. it's a cute picture of them, that kind of thing. But the shift really was that, you know, when I first became pregnant with my first child, I was, you know, really posting about this experience about being pregnant Um, the things that I would buy, the experiences I had as a mom, the ups and downs and everything. And I did that for a while up until my daughter was just born. And I started to have this realization that, you know, my son, he was starting to understand. Like he would see me pick up my phone and he'd be like, no, no, mommy, not today. Mm. You know, not right now. And I was like, okay, well, all right. So he's not interested in this. He doesn't necessarily know that I'm posting all of this. But then, you know, he got into preschool and then you start to realize like these moms also like can find your content now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so they can learn a lot about your child. And you start to feel really protective of that. And you start to realize like, okay, whatever you're putting on the internet about your children is out there. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? like, And it probably doesn't matter so much as a baby, like what, totally. what, what was going on. But once they become actual children, and then, you know, obviously older too, whatever is out there, you can't take it back anymore. No. Nope. Right? And so, and, and why do people that don't know your children deserve to know the like the inner workings of what's happening in their lives too. And so yeah. I started to really take a step back and and just not really post about that stuff anymore. Mm.
0: And did your followers notice?
2: Yes, they definitely noticed. And I saw that your your followers kind of because we yeah. were talking about this. Yeah. yeah. Yes, they noticed because some of them followed for so long because they got pregnant around the same time or maybe they just like love kids and you know there are definitely people who just love watching women have babies yeah, and, like, yeah. and baby content. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. love it because babies are cute but for a lot of my followers I think they joined on around the same time that I was pregnant because they were pregnant we were experiencing the same things together and you know so they feel like they kind of know my children right? Which is also a weird thought right? Like right. because for the most part everybody is really like wonderful that follows you you know but you just, you don't really know who's following you, you know? And I can tell you, it's like a little bit weird when your nanny like comes home with your kid and she's like, this person knew your son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they like addressed him by his name and stuff. And again, probably a wonderful, totally lovely person, but how weird for, you know, you're getting that different perspective. Like somebody who doesn't, my nanny is like not online at all. doesn't even have social media. She knows what we do, but like, she doesn't... You know what I mean? Like, to yeah. she's, she's, what extent? Yeah. yeah. And so, for her, she was like, that felt creepy. Oh, yeah. You know what I course. mean? Like, she got worried that somebody would know my son's name. Yeah. yeah. That she's never met before. You yeah. Know? yeah. And so, it really... Like, all of that together just kind of started to give me a lot more perspective. And
0: so... Where people question you, like, aren't you pushing your kids anymore?
2: A little bit. But mm-hmm. I think, again, I think, like, everyone is pretty lovely. Yeah. That follows, right? And and it's very community-oriented. Yeah. And I think once you explain it to them, they, they understand. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I give a little bit of, like, again, like, the surface-level stuff. We went on vacation, got some ice cream, that kind of stuff. I share those moments because… Mm-hmm. You know, those are just cute so sweet. family yeah. moments. Yeah. yeah. And I think people in- enjoy that. And I and I think for the most part, people are like, you know, I get it.
0: Yeah. And look, we I were agree. actually probably the first generation <laughs> yeah. of content creators to have kids. Yeah. So we did not know what this was going to evolve into. Yes, right. You know? And so I was literally posting in the delivery room. I know. Right? Yeah. I was. And I it was, was a thing. And mm-hmm. that was part of what you did as a content creator. Yeah. And now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, I did what? I know. Like I showed people my most private, intimate moment, but not that I'm regretting it because, you know, it was part of, you know, my journey and, you know, why people fell in love with me and my family and all of that. But we were just figuring it all out too. And we didn't know at a certain point we were going to have to like question ourselves and be like, oh, We the kids are getting older now. So we probably shouldn't post them as much. I think that's what actually a lot of our, the moms that have kids like that are in elementary school now are probably thinking about is, okay, do I stop? Do I keep going? Like, what do I do? And that's actually, I went through that. too. I I feel like you and I were kind of going through that at the same time because I was also going through my separation at that time. So there was a few things that were happening for me personally. I was going through my separation I just didn't want to expose my kids. And then two, Chloe was in grade school now and her, her, her school goes all the way up to middle school. So during that time, my TikTok blew up. It was all these middle schoolers, high school kids that yep. knew who I was. Yep. And so as I was going on to campus to drop her off, people would be like, hey, rich mom, rich mom. Yeah. Like, oh,
1: yeah.
2: And people don't realize like social media really is there's there are aspects that are very real, but then also aspects that are not real. Like, yeah, some of it, it's not a it's a shtick ish, right? Like, yeah, you, you're choosing like the rich mom thing is yeah. for like, sure. You're, you're definitely like making choices, right? When you're posting what you're posting online. Yeah. And so it only gives people like a very small sense of who you actually are, but they think they know you because of it, right? Yeah, exactly. And
0: so the minute that I stopped and I didn't really explain myself, I just decided to like stop. Well, the amount of DMs that I was getting of being like, why aren't you posting your kids anymore? Do you not love them? Like I knew (sighs) that their dad is a better dad. I like, like that, right? Yeah. And. So I finally had, like there came up where I was like, okay, I just have to kind of address it, right? Yeah. So I went online and I was like, look guys, I know that you guys really want to see the kids, but Chloe is getting older now. She goes to a school where people do recognize her and recognize me and I just have to respect her privacy. So if I do show the girls, it will be once in a while and I will give you guys updates here and there, but I am no longer going to be posting them like I used to. Yeah. And I think that kind of explain itself and people stopped asking it after mm-hmm. that. But it kind of goes back to what I was saying is like you and I, we we are responsible for this because we are the ones who put our lives out there. Right. So when you put anything out on the internet, it becomes public property. Yeah. Right. It really does. And, and your and children people, become public property. Yes. And They're they feel sentenced. entitled
2: to it also. People feel yeah. entitled, entitled to this information. Oh. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I think over the pandemic is when a lot of people took a step back and start to realize this because so many more people were online consuming content and then starting to get really into like the deeper layers of like people's lives that are online and stuff. And I think that I think a lot of us had just like eye opening moments over the pandemic. And I think we all like watch each other and learn from each other. Yeah. Or I was going
1: to say if part of you guys posting initially, because I'm also thinking about celebrities, they I feel like they post their kids a lot. I feel Mm -hmm. like they would be more private and protective. But I feel like a lot yeah. It's different to be celebs. a
2: real, like a celebrity, like you're a movie star uh-huh. or like, you know, Beyonce, JLo, like you have bodyguards 24 seven, like you don't, yeah. your life is a completely different machine. Okay. Whereas when you're a content creator slash influencer, even if you have a massive following, millions and millions of followers and stuff, you kind of go about life though, like a normal person. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you go to school and drop your kids off and okay. people walk up to you. I'm at the gym yeah. that anybody else is at. Right. Yeah. And you know, like someone can walk up to you, and it's not that it's it's a bad it, like obviously I, I love living like that, right? Like I love that I can live life normally and yeah. I don't have to have people with me all over the place and yeah. like handlers, you know yeah. but yeah. like at the same time, that makes you more vulnerable right yeah. so yeah, I
0: agree. how do you go about? It? I feel like you're you you post sometimes
1: well, I see unlike you guys, you guys started more in fashion and beauty, I started as a mommy youtuber mm-hmm. when I was first pregnant with my second child, but I feel like I immediately understood not to post them. Yeah. I don't feel like for like a mommy blogger, I post my kids. I feel yeah. like I barely post them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think what I try to post a lot on is things that help me, resources that help me mm-hmm. and my journey from like a perfectionist kind of judgy mom to like a more understanding mom. Yeah. Right. But like, I don't know I mean I don't know how other people might view it but I don't think I post my kids very much yeah but yeah. that might just be my perspective I don't know if other people are thinking like oh my god that woman's posting her kids I don't yeah. know okay. yeah
0: yeah yeah I get really sad when you post you don't post <laughs> 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 so we are She's like, coming from the Sharon teen generation yes and it's, yeah. it's interesting to see our generation kind of adapting to this next Phase because I feel like what I'm seeing is that people are not posting as much mm-hmm. as when they first had the kid.
1: Yeah. But you guys can kind of get away with it because you are beauty fashion. But what about like the mommy bloggers who have… And I really want a mommy blogger
0: on this podcast. Right.
2: Because well, you guys know. can say we're going to not… have a not- little perspective on it. Yeah. Okay. I have a little perspective because I would say that my my following really took a whole new life. And, and like, I think a lot of people online can tell you like those moments where their career and life changed and like their following changed. For me, it was when I got pregnant for the mm-hmm. first time. Right. And so my content also started to change. I started posting on my personal channel as well. And that was purely mom content. Okay. Right. And so, like I said, like, I feel like a lot of people then start to following me because they were in that same experience. Yeah. But I can tell you that I I love that term. I've never heard that before. (laughs) Because it is this kind of generation, I think moms at home also, parents at home that are not necessarily influencers are also understanding suddenly, like, what they post can still be, you know, like, because there's gossipy parents. There are like, you don't want, you know, necessarily, like, for somebody to, like, know that your child has. Like, my son has a speech delay, which was something I had talked about early. And that was one of those moments where I was like, should I have shared that
1: oh, with people?
2: You know, because it's turns out he's still experiencing experiencing that, right? Mm-hmm. And so then, like, you don't want people to, you know, like, start to talk about talk. this at yeah. school. Or, like, say to him, you know, like, I think there was this assumption that, like, because he's got a speech delay, he might be autistic or something like that, right? Okay. So then you, like, have, like, a parent walk up to you at school and say, is your son autistic, yeah. right? And you're like, no, but I can see where this might have come from because I shared like this little bit yeah. of something in his yeah, life. Yeah. And then that turns into something, right? And, right. So
1: and sometimes think, you say something and your intention is completely different as how it's received. Exactly. And that's really sometimes the biggest danger, I think. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, it's easy to look back and like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But then in the moment, you're, you post because you feel like whether it's a cute photo or it's like a strong message, whatever yep. that may be, like for me, I, all I can say is that at the moment when I was posting my kids as a new mom, I really felt like I was helping other women Same. right Same. I and, felt and like, you got and
1: you were and yeah. you I'm sure you yep. did and I I'm connected. sure most of the messaging got across yeah yeah, I feel like that's why I think mommy bloggers are so powerful it's because yes. before this generation of mommy bloggers, we didn't know what was happening like we didn't have a community where we could talk and mm-hmm. say like, I don't want to do the same things my mom did. Does, is that normal? Like, I want yeah. to do parenting a little bit different. But like before yeah. that, I don't think we had those avenues where we, yeah. f- for me at least, I felt like I had to do everything like my mom did because she did a pretty good job. Yeah. But then I'm like, but I don't want to do, make those same choices. So I actually think you guys do help and yeah. it does normalize a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But then the cost is overexposing the kids. So then like, how do yeah. you yeah. balance that?
2: Yeah. So, I, and I think, I think people are figuring that out. I think we're, we're kind of getting there where, you know, like you even see things like, do you guys remember not too long ago, this was also through the pandemic. Um, There was that family that had adopted a child. Yes. And then they, like and they, they experienced returned problems. To the they child. Quote unquote, returned the child. There's probably way more <laughs> to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's, are probably lots of layers to yeah. this. Uh-huh. And I can't even imagine that experience of having to make that kind of a decision to be like, we can't raise this child. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they're good people. I know nothing about them. Right. I just saw the headlines. But the problem was they shared the entire experience of going through the adoption Mm. process, finally finding a child that they were bringing into their family, bringing this child onto their content for years. And then suddenly this child disappears from their content. Mm. Right. Like that is. That's when it gets weird, right? Like then people are like, what the heck just happened, right?
0: So just disclaimer is (laughs) if you are looking to get into the space of family content or exposing your kids or putting your kids online. Don't do it. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) My advice is that know that you are putting yourself in a situation where everyone knows everything mm-hmm. and and it becomes public property. Yep. And at the end of the day, you can't get mad at anyone yes. for wanting more of that except for yourself yep. because you put yourself and your family in that situation. Yep. Um, and for me, again, I don't regret it because I think people have gotten to know me on a very deep personal Same. level. Would I do it again? Probably not. You know, I don't, yeah, know. I don't interesting. know. I don't know. I don't
2: know if I would. I don't know. You're kind of in a different situation because you're also going now through a public separation, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's like talking about like learning from like our our friends that are content creators, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've gotten a lot of perspective th- of that too. I'm like, oh, well, sometimes I hate my husband. Maybe I'm going to remove him from my content <laughs> just so I'm already ahead of, of to <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, I tell him all this. <laughs> we are so like, he, he knows exactly who he married. <laughs> so I mean, like I say that jokingly, but it does give you a lot of perspective. You're like, okay. Maybe I need to reel this back so I have more, you know, like you just start to realize like you want to have more, I guess, existence that doesn't necessarily have to be shared online necessarily, right? So, yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't know if I regret it though. Like I I do feel like I connected with so many different women, especially who just needed somebody else's perspective or to be able to talk and stuff. So I don't regret it, but I definitely... And more cautious about what I post now. Yeah. And drawing
0: more boundaries now. Yes. And I, yeah, I was telling Sarah earlier before you came in, it's like, I also don't want to put like a fine line being like, I'm never going to post my kids because there are moments like when I was vacationing with them, I'm like, oh my God, they're so cute. I really want to post this. I told everyone I'm not going to post my kids anymore. (laughs) No, I never said I would never, but I said I'm going to not post them as much. So I posted it without any guilt and Mm -hmm. I felt totally fine with it. My audience was super happy to see them. I was super happy about the photos. They look so cute. And we just had a wonderful time. And so I think it's just being flexible yes. and knowing when it's right and when it's okay. Yeah. It yeah. sounds
2: like it's what mom life really is, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's being flexible and, and going then always with
1: flow. Yeah, assessing the risk of yeah. this or that. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Well,
1: I wanna say I love both of your mommy content. And I think it's actually inspiring Thank to you. see. Because for it for me, sometimes seeing this content was very… It showed me that you could do parenting in different ways. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's a really important message that you don't have to do it like more yeah. traditional. Like yeah. you can parent in your own way and then feel good about that. Yeah.
2: For sure. And, you know, it's good to get different perspectives. Like, I try to follow, like, the gentle parenting. I, I follow so many gentle parenting, moms, you know, right? gentle
1: parenting moms, <laughs> yeah. right? You're talking gentle parenting
2: No, I, yeah. I read it. I don't do she she it tries. all the time. I, I try. I try I try all the time. And then I, like, lose my shit. Oh, and I'm day. like, okay, wait. so wait, It's the Korean snack in, snack in this. Or, yeah, or yeah. the Latina. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, okay, wait. So, and so, you know, like, you take a little bit of what people are showing you and what their perspective is online, and then you adapt it to your own yeah. style, I guess. So, mm-hmm. I woke up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, shifting to business yep. and
0: Noturium. How… Okay, we're going to get into skincare in a minute because she brought us some Noturium products, which I'm really, really, really excited about.
1: How but, do you even say these words? Because I know you. she has all these videos on YouTube and she says all of these ingredients. So… It's just so seamless. Like, no, I'm not going to glycinate. Azalic <laughs> like acid. As niacinamide. Yeah. Niacinamide. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I mean, I'm so she, glad
0: she's she here a for that. guru. Like, she she knows everything about skincare. I was telling her, I was like, I, I always say, I love this product because it gives me glowing skin. <laughs> and Susan's version is, It gives me glowing skin because it has X, Y, and Z (laughs) compounds. And it has this percentage of (gasps) whatever. Of this concentrate of that. And this is why she sells out products like no other influencer out there. I've
1: probably bought 20 products that you've recommended at least. (laughs)
0: Anyways, so how has it been? Because not only are you a content creator, which you still are now, but you're also a mother. But now you are running this mega brand that is... Probably one of the buzziest, biggest, newest, like skincare launch I've ever seen. I mean, it's been around for what, two, three years now? Just, uh, just two years. Two just years. two years, yeah. But That's I crazy. cannot get away from the room. It's literally <laughs> everywhere. So how, how has it been just, first of all, managing all of that? How mm-hmm. did your day-to-day look like? I'm just, I mean, asking for a friend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, having a really good team, and I'm sure you guys understand this, you especially having all the different things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Having good people that you work with is like, number one, like the only way that you're ever going to be able to do anything and be successful, right? So having just an amazing team on both sides, on both my content creation side for Mixed Makeup and also for uh, Naturium. Um, and, and also, you know, a shout out to my nanny because, dang, I couldn't even be here right now if it wasn't for her, right? So I yeah. always feel like she needs so to true. get a little I love bit that more. You,
0: you just gave a shout out to your nanny. I just love it. I uh, mean, we women. all do. Oh, yeah the fact that they have outside help yeah. because I feel like so many people, especially
1: public figures
0: mm-hmm. that are like,
1: Oh, I just like, yes. You know, I just woke up and opened a business and did yeah, 20 yeah. videos. No, no. You <laughs> and also help. Yeah. And it's okay
2: to own that you have yes, Yeah, I mean, right? you can't do anything. You can't accomplish anything without help. Yeah. You know, before like, you know, modern day, we had villages, actual villages it's, where yeah. everybody helped take care of the children. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing, just in a more modern version of it. Right. And so that's number one. But uh, I think number two, I think because... It just, comp- it like made sense with what I do, right? So I talk about skincare, I talk about beauty. And so, you know, like Naturium was just a natural trend. Just talking again, you know, talking more about what it is that we're putting on our skin and mm-hmm. what we want to use and finding those solutions. And if anything, I know even more, <laughs> right, about skincare. And so uh-huh. it just helps me just even explain it even better to everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I think that really plays a big part in why people like Naturium.
0: Yeah. I mean, it. first of all, it is really amazing product. Let's go into your list of mom go-to products. Like if you're tired, you're in a rush, like you just need a little like what are these products that you would recommend for busy mamas like us? Tired mamas like us.
2: Tired mamas. Yeah. I, I mean… That want to be glowing yeah. just like
0: you. I know. Yeah. I mean,
1: your skin is next level. I mean, next you level. No, seriously. I mean, we have good skin. But this skin, this no. is… this it's is It's the Korean and the side. Yeah, and, the,
2: and a little bit of Latino. Latino helps. They do have too, great yeah. skin mm-hmm. too. It's
1: glowy Yeah. the… I know, but I, your skin is so beautiful. Thank
2: you. Thank you. <laughs> no, seriously. I it was just in the videos. But well, not. you know, okay. So here's yeah. the thing. You know, I, and I think as Koreans, we are we already have a leg up because we are taught early on to take care of our our skin and to, mm-hmm. you know, our looks are actually like really important culturally, right? And so, you know, my mom, very early on in my life, I think I was like 12, got me started on like the Clinique 12, like three-step <laughs> system and all that stuff. And like probably adapted pretty early on into like, caring for our skin and being gentle with our skin instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, like stripping our skin and like really battering it. Right. Like some people do. And so, you know, like I think that once you start to really learn that glowing skin and healthy skin is, you know, kind of based on being gentle with your skin and treating it like a baby. Right. Helps you, Mm -hmm. you know, go on. So that's like probably number one when it comes to your skin is stop stripping it. Right. Stop irritating your skin and Mm -hmm. instead try to nourish it instead. So obviously, really good moisturizers, finding the right moisturizer for your skin. You don't know how many moms I meet who are like, oh, I skip the moisturizer. And oh. you're like, oh, why, why do you skip the moisturizer? It turns out all those other serums that you're putting on, they don't matter if you're not locking it all in because right. it can even dry your skin out because then it's going to start to like evaporate, right? Yeah. Wait, so you
0: need a moisturizer to lock in the serum?
2: Yes, oh, you need no. a moisturizer. Otherwise, your skin might feel like it's drier or tighter, because it's evaporating.
1: I felt that when I was starting to put the hyaluronic acid. That's exactly. I, oh, I, I did exactly. feel that because yeah. once you put on the hyaluronic, it feels so good. And I was like, oh, yeah. I don't need the moisturizer. Yeah. And then a few tries later, yep. I was like, I don't know, that's something it feels dry. And-, and I'll
2: meet people who are like, oh, but my skin is oily. I don't want to use a moisturizer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, no, 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 no. You just need to find the right moisturizer. Mm-hmm. And I I, like, I look at you, Chriselle, because I know you've told me like you like have this like I think it's like a childhood kind of trauma, right? Where you're yeah. like, I look you look back on your skin even though it's like gorgeous now. You're like, yeah, but I had these issues that uh-huh. I never want to have come back. Yeah. So I brought you our multi peptide moisturizer. Ooh. It's packed with peptides that are very hydrating for your skin. They also signal to your skin to produce all the good stuff, right? Like mm. and, you know, they the, all the things that you want your skin to like make it bouncy and glowy and oh beautiful like that has it in there but it feels nice and light and
0: I I have slight you know this I have slightly oily skin so it I was I was telling Susan I get scared of night creams and just creams in general because it does clog up my pores yeah but I want that moisture so what do I do yeah so okay
2: yeah so that moisturizer I brought for you because it's right in the middle it's kind of like the Goldilocks of moisturizers right like it doesn't feel too heavy but it gives you all that nourishment that you need for your skin and it makes it glow so I brought that one for you, and that's kind of like our. But oh, for you, Sarah, yeah, brought, I have dry skin. Yeah I, yeah, I brought you, and you know, most people actually have dry skin, especially okay. after pregnancy and yes. all of that. So, and as we age, we also just naturally get drier skin because everything starts to slow down, right? Like no, it doesn't. Everything. No, it doesn't. Oh, I know. Absolutely I know. not. In denial. No. but, uh, but I always get bouncier yeah, as we get it's older. It's true. I mean, we can make it <laughs> bouncier. <laughs> yeah. That's um, true. So I brought you our plant ceramide rich moisturizer, oh, okay. and that one is more creamy and it's okay. more buttery. Yeah. And that's packed with the lipids, those fats, the healthy fats oh. that our skin produces, but starts to slow down in producing, right? And for people with dry skin, you want to replace those lipids, right? Those different fats that your uh-huh. skin naturally produces. Susan,
1: this is so it's beautiful, right? amazing. Trip. All Let's those
2: luxury brands with rich creams can eat their hearts out because <laughs> this cream is so is going good. To win. It is so good. Anybody who uses it, they're like, oh my gosh, this melts down like butter. It this, feels expensive because oh it's made... God just like all the expensive brands. And that's kind of like one of our big things with Noturium is, you know, it turns Mm. out that you don't actually have to spend all the money that you spend on skincare products. Those prices are just decisions that were made by the brands, right? Mm. And that's fine. Those are business decisions, right? But it turns out that you can actually get more affordable products that are just as beautiful.
1: I mean, no wonder people are going crazy. It's so moisturizing and soft. Yeah, and you can use that morning and night. Yeah.
2: I brought you both though our azelaic topical acid. It's I actually I've want never you heard to. Yeah, you, you'll never. love this. You'll love this. I think all moms, especially when you're pregnant and you're like, oh, I can't use anything anymore. Like it seems like everything's bad for your uh-huh. your body at that point. Mm-hmm. Azelaic acid is one of those amazing ingredients that I think that moms should really discover because it's a jack of all trades ingredient. It's an ingredient that helps if you've got some clogged pores, if you've got some surface redness, like. You know, if, you're, if your skin is, this one specifically, if your skin feels like it gets a little bit oily, it helps mm. to balance that oil production. Mm. But it's also very light. It's very hydrating for your skin. Is this
1: instead of the serum? It Would this, this be now my serum?
2: This okay. This is your serum, but you okay. can also layer it. This is another thing that makes azelaic acid amazing is you can layer it with all the other stuff you're using. Oh, okay. Even if you're using a retinoid, even if you're using... You know, like a vitamin C, any of it. Yeah, you can use it with that, and it's going to help. We have another product that is our Azalic acid emulsion, mm-hmm. and I wanted to bring you that. I didn't have it with me, but I feel like that's one of those products that all moms just love because it helps with that, like especially with like the congested skin. Yeah, it really helps to clear that out over time, and it just makes your skin look super dewy and glowy mm. and pretty. So I could
0: he- listen to you talk about skincare all day. I know, me too. Like, I feel like
1: my YouTube channel's on, like your YouTube channel at <laughs> my house is on.
0: Yeah. I need to record you so, so I could listen to you describe these products. I it's mean, incredible. It's like poetry. Uh-huh. It is.
1: <laughs> and it makes me want to buy it. And the, and it's so
0: good. My So I was applying it on my left hand for those of you guys can't obviously see this. But
1: my hand
0: is buttery soft right now.
1: So oh, I can't. And I love it, that right? it doesn't yeah. have a strong fragrance. I don't, I yeah. tend to not talk like well, fragrance. we don't
2: put we don't add uh, fragrance to our products. No. And it's not that I don't love fragrance. I obviously love fragrance. I just walked in and I was like, I have this fragrance on by a brand called <laughs> Fleur. <laughs> oh, oh um, That's a different. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <And> I meant <laughs> I meant on skincare. Yeah, 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 but like in our skincare, we decided not to put added fragrance into our skincare products because it's more inclusive, right? Yeah. We oh. try to be inclusive of not just cultures and different skin types and everything. But also people who might be sensitive to fragrance, which turns out is, and, you know, it's it's something that can be, when it's in skincare specifically, it can be irritating to some people or people yeah. who have extremely sensitive skin. And so we're very just aware of that. And we're giving them more options by making it, because everyone can use it if it's fragrance-free, right? It's I not see. just people who like the fragrance. It's, yeah. you know, everybody instead. And it's,
0: it just feels safer, too, especially if you're pregnant or yeah. if you're, you know… Your breastfeeding or whatever, yeah.
2: And, it's, yeah, and especially at that time, right? Because you just really feel like everything is bad, right? Because yeah. yeah. that's what everyone seems to tell you, you yeah, know? yeah. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for
0: our products, for coming on. Thanks for having me. I, I just had so much fun talking <laughs> so about literally everything. This is yeah. about to, this was supposed to be about one topic, but then yeah. we went into like 10 different
1: tangents. That's exactly we're like. Okay, we're just going to talk about a couple of things, but then we want to talk about our background, but we also want to talk about the not posting the kids. I mean, you have so much knowledge, so many experiences to share. You're just a wonderful, beautiful person. Oh,
2: thank you. And you, you both. I mean, I could have talked to you both forever, so… We, we could we could have a, a fun mommy day. Like, oh, yeah, so let's
0: do that. We yeah, sure. should. Yeah, we should. Yeah. 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 Well, they, oh, where can everyone find you? Oh, yeah. Um,
2: so I'm on Instagram at Susan Yara. Same with TikTok. Same with YouTube. Um, YouTube, actually, my channel is called Mixed Makeup. And then obviously, Naturium at Naturium Skin on Instagram. If you want to learn more, we're sold at every Target in the United States. I'm amazing. Online, so. Ugh, you make
1: it sound like it's easy. i like, oh, you know, we're just God. in Target. No I mean, big deal. Goals. Thank I mean, you, Susan, amazing.
0: For being so open and vulnerable and real I think a lot of parents are going to appreciate this conversation and I will see you soon we will see you soon thank you Susan we'll have a fun girls night and we'll see you there sounds good Bye. Bye. bye bye thank you so much for listening we want to keep this conversation going with you so please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast and we would love it if you left us a review also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Boomo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at bumobrain on Instagram.